1: Welcome to Flash TV Talk, a fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Beau. And I'm Belle. Belle, how are you doing tonight?
0: I don't know, my computer's kind of worrying me because it's doing weird stuff and I don't like it and I don't want to buy a new computer. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, we had kind of a rough start tonight. Um, but uh, hey, you do seem to be coming through loud and clear. Uh, and so I think we should be good. Uh, of course, we do broadcast live at Mixler.com slash Pottery the Wednesday after the airing of The Flash. And uh, and so the the good folks here have been patient enough as we've been working through those technical difficulties, and hopefully we've got a great show to make up for the lost time. So how's everybody doing? You guys doing great? I hope so. Yeah, me too. Me too, man. Are you doing all right? I'm doing good. How about yourself? You know, I'm, uh, I'm excited, man. We've got a, a new edition here at the uh, at the Pottery Studios, and, and more specifically within my family.
0: Is that so? Yeah, we got a dog. That's right. I saw your uh, tweet or your Facebook post or your something, some social media indicating as such. Yeah, this
1: is true, man. We've uh, we've had ups and downs with it. We actually we got a dog a while back uh, that we were fostering named Gibbs. He was insane and did not. <laughs> he was not good with uh, little kids. But we've got a new dog named Isley, who's actually named after Pamela Isley. Uh, yeah, we, we we made a deal like this whole thing that we were gonna name our pets after supervillains. <laughs> um, and so uh and so we had a, a cat named Norman, named after Norman Osborne for a while. And uh yeah. What
0: about it, Gibbs?
1: Gibbs was actually named after the sidekick of Jack Sparrow in um in the Pirates of the Caribbean films.
0: That's not a bad guy.
1: Well, I mean he's a pirate. Iabar, yeah. that needs to be the next one. That needs there to be you go. the next one. <laughs>
0: Anyway, I look at you funny, Eobard, come here, Eobard. Like, what the, what the heck kind of name is Eobard? I think at this point,
1: though, I mean, this is a deal, man. Flash is getting into pop culture. I mean, people are starting to recognize the show. We've already talked about how the ratings are up. And so uh, I think I think Eobard might enter into the public uh, zeitgeist earlier than you might expect.
0: Could be. Speaking of ratings, though, did you see that uh, this week's Flash actually beat out Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season finale? Really? I
1: mean, Well, I mean, last week we talked about how they've beaten out Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and it makes sense to me that that would continue to be the case. I certainly didn't watch the season finale, but we're not going to sit around and bash Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're going to talk about The Flash. So, man, let's go ahead and jump into it. The, the rundown. rundown. Episode 22, Rogue Air, directed by Doug Arneokoski, and story yeah. by... Aaron Helbing and Todd Helbing, Be- the Helbing brothers.
0: sounds <laughs> Be- like an awesome like superhero name.
1: I like it, I like it. The brothers Helbing will not implore you, or whatever it was they said in that movie. Bell, what happened this episode?
0: Well, Cisco discovers that Wells has been supercharging his speed while he sits in his wheelchair, which is why he's so much faster than Barry. The particle accelerator is activated, and the team realizes that Wells has been at Star Labs the entire time, and he has repaired the accelerator. While investigating, Wells escapes, but the team is able to find and rescue Eddie, who is disillusioned after Wells shows him that Iris marries Barry in the future. Eddie later tells Iris what he knows of her future and ends their relationship. Worried that when the Accelerator reaches full power, the metahumans imprisoned inside will be killed, the team decides to relocate them to the Argus prison on Lian Yu. In order to set up a safe transport, Barry is forced to go to Leonard Snart for help. Snart agrees, but only after Barry erases Snart's criminal record and history from the CCPD database. Snart sabotages the transport and allows the metahumans to escape. Just as the accelerator fully charges, Wells arrives back at the lab, and Barry, Ronnie, and Oliver all meet outside to fight him. After each tries battling Wells individually, they coordinate efforts, and Oliver finally stops him with a nanite injection that disabled, disables Wells' speed.
1: I just remember there was a moment in time in which like one thing after the other just seemed like a bad idea for Team Flash, and uh, I felt very similar this this time around.
0: Yeah, this this was this was uh, this was Barry trying to Arrow himself. Oh,
1: uh. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I sent out a tweet because I was watching the uh, the season finale for Arrow, and and Barry did pop up over there. We'll talk about that before this episode is done. Uh, and and in it, I and I, my tweet, I said, you know, over on the Flash, Barry is trying to be Arrow, but over on Arrow, Barry is proving that he could basically make the Arrow obsolete. <laughs> And that is essentially what what has gone down. No, man. So, you know, last week we actually talked about the fact that, um, you know, Barry is not or has not had the opportunity to step up as a leader Um, in in many, you know, I mean, in many respects, he's just really been Team Flash's namesake and that's it Uh, in the absence of, quote unquote, Wells. Uh, Barry has been given the opportunity to start, you know, calling the shots. And and this was kind of his first big coming out party, so to speak.
0: <laughs> like his first coming out as a leader was also his worst outing Ye- as a leader. <laughs>
1: yeah. Look, I mean, we all got to start somewhere. I Actually, I kind of like the approach. It's just because you get superpowers doesn't mean you're all of a sudden this amazing, you know, leadership person. We know that Barry's a good guy. We know that he's able to inspire people to inspire hope. But tactically speaking, man, he is very much a rookie and very much a novice and just one thing after the other goes entirely wrong as the rest of us are sitting back screaming at our television screen saying, Barry, what are you doing? This is the dumbest plan.
0: See, I love it, though, because this is the kind of stuff that makes me like superheroes more is when they act more human, right? I, I, I hate this you know trope of like, oh I, I'm the good guy and I'm always going to be morally just and upstanding and all this kind of stuff when I have no experience that would really tell me that that's what I should be doing. right? So Barry, he has this idea that he wants to save these people and he gets it in his head that well, because Oliver can take any sort of you know he'll do anything to 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 get what he needs to get done done, right? So Barry is trying to take that same approach to save people and it just he just falls flat on his face.
1: Speaking of people stepping up, Cisco, we, we get that montage where uh, where Eobard is talking to Eddie and he's saying, you know, think about la-da-da-da-da. And, uh, and we get a kind of a, a round camera around all of our different uh, characters as they are contemplating their lot in life and, and what is going on we see Cisco sitting on Wells' um, wheelchair, which I thought was a very powerful image. Yeah. But um, but leads to the fact that Cisco gets this idea that something is special about the wheelchair. And, Bell, just as you and I called before the season even launched, it was a cosmic wheelchair. <laughs> and flux capacitor and everything attached to that thing. How about that?
0: Well, so so I was wondering about this. Is, is it... Is it like a speed force battery or something like he's he's charging up speed force energy or like what is what is this thing doing?
1: Remember how they had the tachyon, whatever it was that he attached to his chest about midway through the series? Yeah, I have a feeling like whatever we were looking at there is very similar to that. So it's absorbing, uh, you know, he's taking speed force energy and converting it into reverse speed force energy. And he has to kind of do that in some capacity that's attached to him or connected to him. Like, you know, basically with that apparatus that he connected to the chest of the costume, the energy was like pulsating through the suit. So that machine charged up the suit. And so theoretically, while that was charging up the suit, the wheelchair was actually charging up Eobard. Okay, so that's why I mean I'm I'm guessing here, but but I, I get the idea that that is why he was able to pull from, uh, the reverse speed force, even though he wasn't in the costume.
0: So here's my question again: is is it reverse speed force, or does in this universe, reverse flash draw from the actual speed force?
1: Yeah, one begets the other. I mean, it it takes one to make one.
0: Yeah, they're kind of like, uh, equal and opposite.
1: Yeah, I mean it's um it, apple. Let's go with apples and applesauce, right? So let's if. If the reverse flash runs off of applesauce, he needs to be able to absorb the apples to make the applesauce in which he uses to do his thing.
0: Gotcha. So he's absorbing Barry's apples and then turning them to applesauce.
1: Exactly. Reverse applesauce. Reverse. <laughs> that's right. That's how we do it. Uh, golden and delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that, that's an apple.
0: Golden delicious.
1: Golden delicious.
0: Which would have been awesome if that was the name that Cisco had given Leonard Snart's sister
1: yeah man dude it's delicious Cisco how does he fall for that again?
0: man I don't know <laughs> I, I get the feeling like there's gonna be something more there and maybe she's not manipulating him a hundred percent maybe what? she's manipulating him like eighty percent I don't know I, I I could I could see him never that
1: trust a beautiful woman Matthew Bell especially one who's interested in you <laughs> It's just not going to happen, man. I, like, she's just playing him. And I, I got to tell you, I really, I remember the, the her first introduction into the series. I was a little uh, underwhelmed by the Golden Glider. I mean, I didn't really have any kind of expectations or hopes for that character. She's not one of my favorite rogues or characters from the comic books. Um, and so, you know, I, I wasn't expecting much. The whole girl with the golden gun thing uh, it doesn't really work for me. And then, you know, to bring her back as kind of, you know, Cold's, I, I'm, I'm, here's, here's my concern in the coming season and, and where they may take Cold's character with Legends of Tomorrow, which we'll talk about later. I'm worried that she's supposed to be like his replacement.
0: Yeah. Like she's going to take the role of Captain Cold, lead the rogues on Flash and uh, Wentworth Miller will take his Captain Cold on Legends of Tomorrow.
1: Well, maybe, and maybe not lead the rogues, but just kind of be, you know, well, we can't have Cold, but we've got Golden Glider here. Uh, yeah, yeah, And I just, that's not, it's not going to do it for me. I, I don't, I'm, I'm just, there's something about her that feels a little too, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's uh, the show has campiness. Like we like the campiness of the show, but only Dude, to Whitworth an ex- Miller
0: was camping it up this whole episode and it was brilliant and perfect.
1: Well, but, but see, yeah, but I don't know. There's something about the way that she does it. That seems a little bit too much winking at the camera. Whitworth okay. Miller he has got the camp, but he's it's, it's existing within the universe. She feels as though she is kind of, you know,
0: just out of place. I, I didn't really pick up on that. I kind of like her character. Uh, I'm curious to see where they're going to go with it. I, I don't think I'll be thrilled if she is going to be the replacement for Captain Cold on The Flash when he's over doing his, you know, Legends of Tomorrow thing. But we'll see. I mean, I, I don't have any problems with her. I just like Captain Cold so much.
1: Eh, yeah, no, I, I love Captain Cold, and, and and like I said, maybe some of my feelings towards her might be more about my fears for what's coming in for that character, but uh, yeah, so so the, anyway, one way or the other, the Snart uh, Snart siblings are back on the scene. Barry makes the terrible, terrible decision that he is going to get Snart of all people to protect uh, them as they remove the uh, inmates from the basement. Now, that was a big theme of this episode, the, the concept that um, keeping all of these villains in the pipeline... Um, You know, their chickens are coming home to roost. This has not been something that has been a good idea. This has been something that's been incredibly illegal. And, And now in the midst of a potential catastrophic event, they are forced to save these guys without any kind of assistance.
0: Yeah. And this was like the biggest payoff for me thus far of this season for this one particular giant plot hole. Right. Is that they finally acknowledged that what they've been doing was like extremely illegal.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, this I mean, like the series acknowledged it, but the characters, I feel like Barry was just kind of glossing over it.
0: I think right now, Barry kind of sees it as like a necessary evil. Like he said, you know, we only break the rules to, to help people. And. really keeping those people off the streets while, yes, it was a violation of their personal rights and illegal and all that kind of stuff, it did help save other people. So I I can see how Barry's justifying it in that regard. But I'm just glad they actually, you know, the series acknowledged that what they were doing was a violation of of human rights and stuff. I'm just glad that came out.
1: I I mean, I think it's just you mentioned that Barry's trying to justify it. I think that it's just he's lying to himself. I mean, he's trying to do things as arrow as possible. Uh, throughout this episode. And I think that that kind of plays, too, with what, you know, oh, well, you know, Oliver has his own secret prison, so now I've got one, too, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah but they've had that whole secret prison the whole series, and right. he's never
1: really well had a problem with it. But Wells was the one that set it up, and now we know the villain was the one that set it up. And so if if Barry's going to take on the, the pipeline as his own, I mean, he's using, obviously not Eobard as a basis, he's using Ollie as a basis.
0: Yeah. So you think what's going to happen then for next season is that we're going to see... Iron Heights get Cisco Tech to hold Metahuman.
1: <laughs> um, I would hope something like that. I think they have to start working with, uh, with you know, with the establishment that's there with with kind of law enforcement and otherwise. Joe makes mention of the fact that he's you know never liked the idea of keeping him in the basement, but I feel like that's the first time that we've ever heard him say that. Yeah, he's been fairly fine with all this stuff,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right, though. I think it has a lot to do with you know his view of H.G. Wells and that, you know, when he thought he was just H.G. Wells, he's like, yeah, well, oh yeah, if Wells says we should do that. Then absolutely. Like, you know, this is going to be the best course of action. But now that like Wells is evil, he's like, eh, all the stuff that he did, I don't think we can rely on that anymore. <laughs> it's, it's not exactly, you know, the best course of action here anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I mean you know, what, what do you see as a potential solution?
0: Well, I think what we'll see is maybe not iron heights but so uh, what was in uh was okay so i'm thinking that what we're going to see here is we're going to see maybe it'll be bell rev maybe it'll be some other prison but i'm thinking we're going to see some uh cisco tech infused prison maybe it'll be a, a wing of iron heights like a new wing of iron heights to hold meta humans but i think it's going to come into the limelight the police know about it the the public knows about it i mean there's going to be some there's no sense in like hiding these people anymore. So yeah. they should at least build a prison that can hold them. So I think I think we're gonna see some Cisco Tech build a prison uh to hold metahumans or at least some kind of devices so they can stand trial, things like that. Thing some sort of dampening system that they can either put on the people, like some special kind of handcuffs or something like that. Right. That can dampen their powers so that they can go through the the regular judicial system and uh, you know, not be held without trial and stuff like that
1: they're gonna need to explain some things too because like how are the lights
0: staying on at star labs um you know what i mean like who's paying for all this probably if i had to guess there's a lot of scientific achievements that star labs has come up with
1: yeah but star labs at the moment just consisted of or consist at least publicly anyway of wells cisco and caitlin
0: Yes, but they probably still have holdings. They probably still have patents, licensing agreements, things like that that they've done.
1: Yeah, but the, who's managing the business side of all this? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, where is that in like the other wing of that facility, or is it just the three of them in that facility?
0: It's a good question. I mean, it's probably Wells doing his Wellsiness. Yeah. Is his, his Eobardness to like, you know, manage all the stuff there. But yeah, <laughs> granted, it is a particle accelerator and there's a bunch of future tech in there. Maybe Wells was just like, you know, generating his own energy from the future. I don't know.
1: Could be. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of curious to get a little bit more explanation as far as like the structure of, of how everything works uh, there. Like why, like why can they just kind of hang out in that building you know, we'll, we'll, will
0: condemned.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. And actually when they, when they're talking about, of course, you know, the, the whole reason why they're trying to get the rogues out of the basement is because Wells has activated the particle accelerator again. Yeah. Uh, And you know, using his, his cobalt blue, you know, future power generator thing. And uh, you know, I, I gotta wonder, well, okay, but you know how like the whole accelerator thing works. Yes.
0: What? Like how a particle accelerator works? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So the idea is they
1: shoot something around for like really, really fast. Yes.
0: Yeah. They use magnets to shoot uh, atoms really like like sometimes they'll use lead ions uh, because they're big and they just accelerate them using uh, like magnetism, electromagnetic fields, stuff like that to like nearly the speed of light. Okay, So what would
1: happen if you were standing in the, the, the pipe in which they're doing that?
0: So normally uh, the, the beam is in like, a, it's it's not like open to the air. It's going to be inside a tube or something. Right. But someone has actually gotten shot with a particle accelerator beam. Really? Yeah. It's a very, very interesting story. A guy in Russia was doing some uh, maintenance work on a particle accelerator. He he had basically had his head in the tube where the beam goes through. Ooh. And it got activated. And so he got shot and it went like through because they're, they're they're subatomic particles. They're tiny, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and normally like those subatomic particles don't interact with, uh, you know, it, it, they're so small they can just pass in between the spaces in between our atoms, and so this beam just goes right through this guy's head and like burns him because it's, it's a lot of energy, right? Even though it's a tiny, tiny, tiny particle, it's traveling at near the speed of light. So you know. It, so wait, was he okay? He survived. Yes. And now
1: he's the Flash. <laughs> and, <laughs>
0: And now he's, you know, the accelerator, right? He can uh, shoot beams out of his hands. But so, so yeah, so so normally, like, the, those things are contained. They're inside tubes and stuff like that. And, and this one, it looks like the beam is just kind of shot into this giant circular cavity. Right. Because when, you, when we see Ron, it, well, I don't know, though, because when the accelerator exploded, uh, there's, like, fire and stuff going into the chamber. I don't think that was supposed to be the beam. I think that was just supposed to be, like...
1: Well, there there's portals opening up from other dimensions and everything else. It could be anything at that point.
0: Yeah, but you can survive being hit by a particle accelerator. It's not fun, okay. and it does a lot of damage. I think the guy had some sort of like serious maybe brain damage from it, something like that. Uh,
1: I'm just curious because Wells at one point, uh, or Eobard at one point, actually offers for Barry to go back down into the accelerator with him, and I was like, huh, I wonder... I wonder What's going on there? I don't, I don't know. Um, but uh, and, and also, yeah, they talked about well, what's the worst that could happen, right? And, and Barry makes mention of, well, I became the flash, that wasn't so bad. Uh, and then of course, a lot of other things happened. I mean, are is the assumption that once the particle accelerator goes off, that they'll have another big bang?
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's weird. Just I'm thinking about it from like a science standpoint to see if maybe there's some kind of reason why. I mean, the only thing I can really think of is maybe he can use the, the 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 particle accelerator beam, tune it to like a certain speed, right? And once he's able to match that speed, that's the speed at which he can travel back in time and go do, you know, e-
1: evil Eobard things. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know, man. I I think um, I think that this is very much in the same way that we uh, we got Grodd. I think he's just kind of throwing distractions at them while he's doing his own thing didn't even make make mention of the fact that uh he didn't expect the rogues to get out
0: yeah that was neat he's like yeah that wasn't part of my plan but you know kudos to you for being always the hero
1: (laughs) (laughs) and uh and unleashing all these guys now now this was kind of interesting to me because we were we were going through of course we got the chance to see the return of a lot of these guys uh who have been living in the basement we of course got peekaboo which was great loved when she was able to deliver her line of peekaboo
0: yeah. Also love with a wrench.
1: That was that was great. Iris stepping up. That was always yeah. good. Um also loved that when it all went down at Ferris Air, uh, and, and some of the rogues start kind of getting ready for a fight and Peekaboo was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm out of here. Yeah, He's like, Peace see ya. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, when your power is to teleport away, that's what you're gonna do. She has no stake in that fight. I, I really
0: I gotta kick out of that. So my question is this though. Do you think that when Captain Cole comes knocking that she's going to Join up? Do you think she's going to be part of his rogues? Or no. Do you think she's going to like just bail and will never no. see? Her? And
1: I don't think—I mean, I could be wrong on this, but I don't think Peekaboo was ever really a full member of the rogues. I think she was—she's oh, okay. always been kind of on her own. Okay. Um, so that that kind of speaks to that as well. And actually, when it comes down to who was remaining, as far as the people that owed Snart favors, it was—it uh, was Weather Wizard a rainbow, rainbow raider rainbow raider and nimbus nimbus that's right i love that actually mist and weather wizard kind of started getting at each other especially since their power set is um, not not nearly equal i mean weather wizard of course trumps him tremendously but the way that it visually comes across with the uh, the you know cloud manipulation i thought that was yeah, kind of cool. yeah yeah also loved got got a chance to see uh, Rainbow Raider. I was really hoping though that we were going to get to see him use some very uh, different
0: colors that he had access to. That was one disappointment of mine. I was kind of hoping okay, well he's done the rage thing, maybe he'll do something different.
1: Well, and I know that in the um the uh, the comic or not the comic, but the the behind the scenes uh, Cisco Chronicles, he, Cisco's made mention of the fact that Rainbow Raider has activated some different things. Uh, and and done things like blue and and um, I can't I, green I can't remember all the different um, uh, colors that he's been able to access, but if that's the case, you know, I, then I really I think I feel like we should have seen that this episode. However, they might not hold that to canon, and perhaps the idea is that at this point, Rainbow Raider only really knows how to tap into red.
0: Yeah, it, it could be that it could be that he just doesn't know how to access the other powers. But I mean, if it were me, and I'm trying to like bust out of something the last thing that i would want is a bunch of just you know homicidal maniacs right running around <laughs> i would make them all i don't know like you know love me or something that could be cool
1: well yellow man i mean if uh, if you know yellow was the oh, color fear. Of fear. yeah
0: beer would be powerful
1: yeah and so you know I, I feel like there's more more that he has the other thing too is he could supercharge his own guys he could look at them give them some green for willpower or you know something of that nature and uh and and do uh you know he, he, he's a buff, man. He he buffs his, uh, his team. He's, he's like a, uh, he's a support class, support class. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly, that's what he
0: is for the rogues.
1: You know? yeah, so yeah. Works out pretty well. The most of the rogues are all DPS. You need a good tank in there.
0: That's true. Who, who, would, uh, well, girder's dead.
1: Yeah. Girder's dead.
0: I don't know. Um, they Nimbus, Nimbus actually. So if we're going to, I'm going to take this old school now and, uh, uh he's Nimbus getting the would, aggro. Well, yeah, but he could also be like a, like an evasion tank. Okay. In World of Warcraft with a rogue. Okay. Yeah, I can you know, see you, that. You ever, you ever do that where you know you get some, you get a rogue with like extremely high agility, really really high dodge, and then you know the tank goes down and then the, the rogue goes in there, pulls aggro, pops evasion, and he's got like a hundred percent dodge chance, and so he's just like dodging for thirty seconds while they try and you know pull the tank back up.
1: That's <laughs> so true. Pull,
0: pull the boss off of him.
1: Could do that. You know, Green Claw is actually suggesting he could be a healer class though. Oh, that's cool, so you know there's a lot of different ways they could take that, but anyway there's there's your gaming talk for the, this episode, yeah, yeah but
0: uh, Nimbus could totally do the uh the evasion tank evasion tank yeah. I
1: like it, I like it so i think I mean I think what we did see here though is is our first look, you know, I know that uh the the title rogue has been thrown around a lot in the in the titles of of these episodes whenever cold is on the scene. But they actually said it uh yeah, no he they did actually <laughs> say it, which was great. And uh, kind of interesting that Heatwave was not present, given that they've also kind of attached Heatwave to, you know, be a top tier rogue in the series.
0: Yeah, I was kind of curious about that. I wonder if that was something to do with, either like a scheduling conflict or uh, a a contractual thing, if they just couldn't bring him into that episode for one of those reasons. Uh, Because I I seriously doubt there would be a story reason as to why they wouldn't include him.
1: No, it was a prison break. You did expect him to be there
0: yeah true true maybe it was his uh barry just didn't trust him because he's kind of yeah you
1: know- he's a hothead now yeah, there's no way that he'd be he'd trust him to have his back and honestly there's no way he should have trusted snart to have his back aside from the fact that snart lied wasn't there whole agreement in the beginning that snart wouldn't kill anybody oh and he did yeah he totally did he killed eyeball guy whose name i'm forgetting dead shot i I, compl- I got to tell you when, when he popped Death up bolt. i was like uh deathbolt yeah when he popped yeah. up i was like uh wait did rainbow raider learn how to shoot laser beams out of his eyes and then i was like no wait this guy we have seen this guy i completely forgot about deathbolt which is yeah. fine i mean i you know he's dead now so
0: you know. i guess he's dead yeah he's, he's totally dead man did you see him like half his face froze off yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Because the, the thing that was interesting is like, why'd you? They, when they asked him, uh, you know, what he? They said, why'd you shoot that guy? Not why'd you kill that guy.
1: I, th- I, I mean, I, He's dead. Yeah, he's probably dead. He's totally dead. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So anyway, I like I said, I think this is uh the rogues that we've got to look forward to.
0: Well, so so who do we have then? We have Captain Cold, Golden Glider, uh, Heat Wave, uh, Weather Wizard, Mist, Rainbow Raider. It's a good is group. That, is, I mean, is that it?
1: yeah. I mean, from for I mean, you talk about for what we've seen in this episode.
0: Well, like like who? Because because obviously, Pikachu is not on board because she bailed.
1: Well, Piper Pied Piper is like a top tier rogue, and and he's yet to kind of connect up with these guys. And then also, um, you know, somebody who we haven't seen at all is Mirror Master. So Mirror Master, you know, that he might get introduced next season, uh, and that would be
0: another top tier rogue. Yeah, so that'd be cool. So yeah, so there's what seven total if we include uh, Pied Piper. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good group, man.
1: I, they, I'm, I'm looking forward to what they can do there, and I, I hope that we continue to, to maintain Captain Cold for uh, for just such an occasion. Now, we'd mentioned Ferris Air. This is where most of everything went down.
0: I was going to say, yeah, I, I love how this whole season, they just left these Ferris Air Easter eggs everywhere.
1: Well, and now we get the payoff, man, because... They just,
0: uh, <laughs> they just came out and said it. I was like... <sighs>
1: Ferris Air closed down because a test pilot has gone missing. So somewhere in the DC TV universe, Hal Jordan is becoming the Green Lantern.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. So here's my question, right? Is this going to be, is this an Easter egg or is this like a hint that this is something in the pipeline that's coming down?
1: Uh, So I think it's like Grodd, right? you, You lay the seeds now and then like in a full season.
0: Like I was halfway expecting uh <laughs> so we see Firestorm come down, we see uh uh Razal Arrow come down and Barry standing there, right? And then I wanted to see like, you know, after <laughs>
1: Green Arrow uh,
0: comes down out of nowhere. Well, yeah, yeah, like I, I wanted to see like, you know, so so reverse flash, he sits there, he knocks over uh Firestorm, and then like, you know, he 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 beats uh Arrow and Barry's over there helping Firestorm, and all of a sudden you see just a big green hammer just come down and like smash reverse flash. <laughs>
1: Like, I heard you needed backup, and also you were hanging out at my girlfriend's father's
0: air facility place. Yeah. (laughs) I think that would have been awesome. But Who who are you?
1: I'm that missing test pilot that you referenced earlier.
0: Yeah, my name is Hal.
1: You never thought you'd get this payoff this fast, but uh, hey, it's The Flash, so there you go. Yeah. And with (laughs) the way that you've introduced everything else from the comics, here I am. And along with me is Wonder Woman, Superman, the rest of the Justice League, a couple of the Legion of Doom, that giant floating super vader helmet thing that they live in and And uh, brainiac's on
0: his way here that's right and hey while we're at it let's cross over with the marvel cinematic universe
1: and since we're there
0: we might as well you know go into the greek pantheon
1: there we go it's marvel dc and it explodes into every single mythology in fact you know what the norse gods are here and the roman gods as well and all of a sudden, the pyramids are coming alive, and what do you know? The
0: Transformers live underneath them because you know what? We can just pretty much get away with anything. And this episode was written by Patton Oswalt. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where does Boba Fett's gloved Mandalorian hand? <laughs> Thanos's
1: plan all along. Yep. Uh, yeah, man. No, I, I think. Uh, I think. Yes. I think definitely this is uh, a, a... I mean, it's it's an obvious nod. To to Hal Jordan to the Green Lantern, there's no there's no mistake about that. So the question is, will we see Hal Jordan in this uh, universe in the Flash Arrow universe? The answer is absolutely.
0: That's totally going to happen. There's no reason why it wouldn't happen. Yeah, absolutely, it is. See, my my contention is this: it's like I don't know how you would bring that world that universe on tv and not have to spend like a million dollars an episode
1: uh what are you talking about have you not been watching this season
0: sure there's been a lot of special effects but you've also been on earth yeah with like earth buildings and like
1: well you don't have to do okay all right i I, i'm picking up what you're putting down but look they they don't have to do we're, we're not gonna i don't think we're gonna get green lantern the television show but i do think we're gonna get green lantern in a similar capacity that we got firestorm
0: Oh, okay. 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 I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. Yeah,
1: and so and and then you know he'll he'll pop up on Arrow or he'll pop up on uh, on Flash and actually either one of those because uh, Hal has a, a kind of a special and unique relationship with both Barry and Oliver. So it'd be I mean he fits in perfectly with the characters that they have as kind of our our front runners here. But uh, so, yeah, so you introduce them on either one of those shows. Then you spend some time on the other one and then they'll throw them at Legends of Tomorrow because why not? We're throwing everything else at Legends of Tomorrow.
0: <laughs> Just seeing what sticks, right? <laughs> exactly.
1: So there you go. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think I think definitely, man, they could totally do that. Plus, you know, and, and we've geeked out about this a lot this season. Ever since Rainbow Raider was introduced and what they could do with the color spectrum. I mean, I feel like that. Lead, lends itself to possibly Barry getting something like a blue power ring or, or at least some sort of blue supercharge or blue suit or or something.
0: Could you imagine like a war of light that happened in the uh, Arrow Flash TV universe? Some kind of version of that. I mean, it doesn't have to be the full-on war of light because I think
1: that doesn't make sense to do unless it's a, a Hal Jordan, you know, Green Lantern television show. But yeah. something with the emotional spectrum, something maybe Maybe instead of a full war of light, maybe the plot line uh, or the mini plot line with Hal Jordan l- leads up to all of these different rings they have to, you know, get, and uh, and in the end, you know, different characters from the Flash Arrow universe have to wear them. So, you know, Hal's got green. Maybe maybe Arrow actually gets yellow. Uh, Barry gets blue. You know, and you can kind of pass them out from there on in. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think that could be kind of cool if they wanted to go that route. But, um, yeah, I don't know, maybe wishful thinking, but I, I think that uh, if not all that, definitely we, we can expect the Hal Jordan to be introduced at some point in the life of this or another series in this universe.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping to see it on Flash because I think it would, I think, I think the way Green, Green, I almost said Green Arrow, the way Green Lantern's power set works, I think would work better on the Flash since we're dealing with metahumans, we're dealing with things like that. Uh, and because I mean, it's kind of like one of those things where when you see flash go over to arrow and you know, he can just like round up all the arrows, bad guys in about, you know, one tenth of a second. Yeah. (laughs) Well, like when Hal Jordan's sitting here fighting other metahumans, it's a little bit more difficult for him, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see what comes of that, but that, that is, that is exciting. Um, did you take the end of this episode to mean that Barry and snarts deal is off?
0: I don't know. Because it's interesting, right? Because he's sitting there, and Barry asks Snart, "Why don't you just kill me?" And he's like, "Well, I guess you owe me one too."
1: Okay, so you think that's kind of an indication that they're still—I mean, obviously, they're, they're never been, they've never been—they've never been on good terms, but they're still kind of on the shaky footing that they were on at the beginning of the episode.
0: Well, it's a little bit more shakier now, I think. Yeah, like I—I I, I think because because obviously, like
1: Snart's been it, cut off the Christmas list, sure.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's really interesting, though, because he's sitting there saying he's a man of his word, right? And that he's not going to tell anybody. He didn't even tell his sister. And then he just flat out lied and said, yeah, OK, I'm going to help you do this. No, I'm not. I'm going to sabotage it. Now I have all these rogues. So it, it's kind of weird that he'll keep that one secret, but he'll then just betray Barry at his earliest convenience, you know?
1: Yeah, hopefully Barry learned his lesson this episode uh, where, where you don't tell the supervillain you're going to do something for them, then do it for them before the supervillain actually does what you want them to do.
0: Yeah, like a, a better thing would have been to like, I don't know, throw Lisa into the pipeline and be like, you help me get these dudes out and I'll release her. But if you don't do it in 36 hours, she's dead.
1: No, come on, man. That's a little little too far. I was actually going to say, sure, I'll erase your background. But after we get these people to safety.
0: Yeah, I'm saying like that, that that's, that's probably something that like, you know, if, if Barry had gone full arrow. <laughs> right, right. That would have been what he would have done, but yes, yeah, taking all the stuff out of the out of the place before he does the job for you. No, no, that's like that's like paying somebody to fix your car before all the work is done. Yeah, and then taking it to like a seedy mechanic.
1: Yeah, look, in this episode, it, it really kind of felt like two episodes mashed into one. I mean, obviously, the the bulk of it really was the storyline of transporting these prisoners and uh, and Captain Cold assembling his rogues for the first time, uh, but. You know, the, the final, what, 10 minutes actually was dedicated to this big fight scene of, uh, of Flash calling up backup with Firestorm and Razel Arrow uh, showing <laughs> up to help him take on Eobard Thawne. Now, we mentioned this as we kind of speculated earlier in the season that this was coming down the pipeline, so to speak. How do you feel about Barry getting backup to take out Eobard? Wait, what do you mean? Well... Barry captured the reverse flash. The the flash, the big kind of battle that we've been building up to is flash versus the reverse flash. And when we get there, it was a three on one match.
0: It's not over, dude.
1: Uh, I, mm, I think the There's fight, no way it's over. Look, I think the fight with this version of Eobard is over. Uh-uh. You don't think so? I don't so? buy
0: it. I, I don't buy it at all. I'm about for a second.
1: I think so, it's the, I think it I think it's over this season. Like if they if it might go back to it in the future, but I think for this season that was the big throwdown with Reverse Flash.
0: My guess, and I, I'm going to agree with Jared in the chat here. This is all part of Eobard's plan. So he, his plan was to appear to lose to Barry, so that they bring him inside Star Lab, so that way he's able to do whatever he needed to do with the particle accelerator. Because where else are they going to take him? Um, so maybe he wasn't expecting Firestorm and, uh, Razal Arrow to show up, but
1: he was already in the particle accelerator. Like that's what, yeah, he was he outside was- the building. No, he was inside the, he was inside the building and he was, Ooh, in- they ran on the
0: top of that building. I, uh, yeah, uh, you know what? my, my No, roommate, when-
1: no. When he turned it on, cause when he had Eddie, remember they actually even go oh, inside yeah, the particle yeah, 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 accelerator. Yeah, 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 So he doesn't need Barry to take him into the particle accelerator. He was already there. Yeah, but they,
0: but he left. Yeah, (laughs) he left the particle accelerator as soon as as soon as like, you know, uh, what they they try to go run to the accelerator and then like they hear the noise or whatever. Then then, uh, reverse flash leaves. Barry chases after him. Can't catch up to him. So they come back and they say, we have 36 hours. Well, that's when he'll be back. So he comes back. This time they're waiting on him. And uh, Firestorm, Barry and uh, Russell Arrow fight reverse flash, defeat him. Kind of, sort of. Maybe we don't know.
1: I mean, they um, did I mean, yeah, like you said, it could very well be part of his plan, but one way or the other, they did take him out. What did you think of the fight? like you know
0: i I thought the fight was cool, man. I love the ring part too. that was awesome when he like, oh that. my gosh, that yeah. was awesome. I've been waiting for that all season, <laughs> yeah,
1: look that's I think hopefully that's a a sign of things to come you know if if uh you know they they obviously are gonna unequip Wells, which means that Barry's gonna get that ring, so theoretically, that could end up be where his you know suit is stored in the future.
0: Yeah, Cisco's gonna have to make some modifications to the suit so it'll compress down. Oh yeah,
1: to totally. I mean, we know that he's gonna make some new suits in the future, anyways. So it, it totally makes sense, and actually, it's a good excuse to actually refresh the suit for season two. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, you know, it's funny because when the actual fight started, and you had you know Barry running at Wells, uh, and then and you know going around in circles, and you know basically firestorm and Arrow just sitting there going uh did, like barry, did barry you moved. uh did you need us for anything because yes. yeah, like, like that's kind of what i felt i was like yeah right these guys can do nothing here why, why did barry even call him for backup
0: well i mean they can't and they can't right so i mean you know they had the right approach i think well they they not at the first because <laughs> oliver's sitting there trying to shoot him and he's like i don't want to shoot barry barry move barry barry i don't think he would have shot anything i
1: think it would have just been shooting at air
0: yeah probably uh, but overall, I thought the fight was pretty cool. I liked, um, like, holy crap, Wells's control of the speed force is pretty impressive. The fact that he was able to, uh, generate a, a wind vortex and, and below firestorm that was pretty cool. 30 blocks away. That yeah. was pretty awesome.
1: Oh, the fight. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the fight overall is really, really great. It was great to see these guys all going at it. I did think that that whole, um, superhero fight club commercial they did a while back kind of took some of the coolness out of this because we've seen it before, mm-hmm. but that notwithstanding, it was still really cool to see. I just felt like it seemed very, um, it was, it seemed like it was more for the spectacle than it was for practical reasons, like Arrow had to keep on shooting him with arrows to stop him from doing his, you know, reverse flash vibration thing just so he could get in a couple of punches. And then it's like, all right, now I'm going to sit on the sidelines for a while and, until I can get a clean shot
0: again. Well, see, I don't I thought it was really awesome, too, when Wells vibrated out all the nanites. Right. That was really neat. That was really cool. But I don't think the second arrow was a nanite arrow. It looked completely different. Uh, What do you think it was? I, I don't know. Whatever knocked him unconscious. It stopped and, him for a minute. Yeah, it did stop him, but I don't know what it was. And here's another thing that's interesting, right? So Barry, uh, what episode was that where he gets shot in the neck and like the bullet hits his neck and that's when he realizes and stops it and like moves out of the way, right? So what's preventing Wells from doing the same thing? Like why was he able to get hit with that arrow in the first place? That's why I'm thinking he that wasn't like that. Um,
1: he. I mean, I, I think you're right one way. Or the other, I do believe that you're right. He probably did let him win. And, I, and I'm fine with Barry needing help taking him out with the uh, the idea that Barry's not quite ready yet. And I mean, that that if, if there was nothing else, that was a huge theme of this episode. Barry is not ready to lead this team. He's not ready to be the take charge kind of hero. He hasn't quite figured it out yet um honestly he called in for backup and and he ended up spending most of that time trying to save his backup rather than actually fight you know taking on wells one-on-one and yeah. I, did, I did actually get a kick out of the fact that when they did take him out and they're standing over his body and firestorm and uh razel arrow go running off to the corner barry looks at him and goes i got you and i was like uh, did you because i yeah, feel that's... like
0: it was a team effort i don't know well and, and so to address green Claude and b in the chat uh yeah he fell off a building but we just saw what he did to Firestorm by just waving his arms. Could he have not done the same thing to himself to slow himself down? I actually
1: thought about that, too. I I, I feel like there was a, uh, you know, I mean, for one thing, that Flash has done that in the comics, but it's possible that Reverse Flash has never really thought about that before.
0: Wells, I guess, was so surprised by that last sh- the shot from Firestorm that it just totally took him off guard, and, sh- he, and, he, and he wasn't. Because uh, when Barry says now, you know, when he's sitting on the roof, and that's when Firestorm comes in and knocks uh, uh, Reverse Flash off the roof. Yeah, yeah. So like maybe that was the thing. Like it, it took him by so he was so surprised that you know it just knocked him off the roof. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like that 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 that's how I was rationalizing it. So I have one train of thought that is H.G. Wells, Eobard H.G. Reverse Flash <laughs> uh, was planning on all this, and he let them win. And the other part of me is that. I don't know. I, the, the thing is, though, that arrow that, that that he shoots him with, I'm just like, how did he not feel it coming or dodge it or something like that? Well,
1: let's know. go with the idea that, that this is all part of the plan. And, and you know, the question then becomes, what is Eobard's plan? What is his endgame when it's all said and done? And that's going to take us to...
0: Speedster Speculation.
1: Yeah, so Eobard, man, we know that he has been working towards something. We know that he's been the Palpatine of this entire uh, season, and in fact, this entire series. Uh, we know that everything that he has foreseen has gone exactly the way that he's wanted it to, except for the whole Rogues thing. He didn't—he didn't necessarily foresee that. Uh, and and of course, you know, we we get the sense that maybe he sh- maybe he did. Like 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 we said, let's let's go with the idea that he let these guys take him down. Uh, that he let them win what is his end game is he just trying to get back to the future or does he have something else in mind
0: well see that's the thing right the 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 intro to this episode was the voiceover by tom cavanaugh was awesome yeah yeah yeah. like super cool It it was like iris's uh episode before this one uh i really really liked how they did that that was really neat um but I want to know what all he lost. Like, like, how did he lose these things? Why is he so pissed at Barry? Because he seems like he blames Barry for right. uh, losing his family, losing all of these things that were important to him.
1: It's more than just losing his home, right? It's it's not just, I, I lost living in the future. It's be, whatever it was that happened before that actually made him go back in time with the sole purpose of killing Barry Allen.
0: Yeah, so I think like we have yet to get that revealed, which is why I don't think H.G. Wells is out of the picture just yet. Well, I don't think Eobard's out of the picture just yet. Eobard, yeah. 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 So, so, I mean, I don't know. So, I think, I think he needs to get him inside the particle accelerator because that's what he said. He said, yeah. Why don't you just take me inside and, and I'll show you. So, he needs the particle accelerator. The reason he powered it on is because that's going to help him achieve his end game. But I don't know what that end game is yet. I think it's just to, to, to go back to the future or to maybe he wants to go back to the past and stop future Barry from present.
1: No, okay. no, Hold no, on. no. He wants, but this, this this, is what he's driving to. I mean, this is where I, I'm thinking he's driving to. He wants Barry to go back in the past. The, now, why, I have no earthly idea, but he does want Barry to I go back. And, is. Okay.
0: I know what it is. Holy crap, I just thought of it. All right. This has to be it. Okay, so he says, you know, imagine your, your job, your friends, your coworkers, all these kind of things, and then imagine them taken away from you, right? Your home. Right. He wants him to go back in time and so so reverse flash wants barry to go back in time and stop reverse flash from killing his mom because that's going to change the timeline so much it's going to take everything that barry loves away from him
1: oh okay i see what you're saying kind of a a revenge type stake. uh yeah yeah, no i I think i that very well could be the case The, the question though is why why this barry allen right because I mean, the Barry Allen that defeated Wells in the past in the future past was a Barry Allen from 10 years from now, right? Yes, so if Barry, so if the idea like you're suggesting is that Wells his end game is for Barry to go back into the past now, why would Barry now going back to the past be different from Barry going to the past 10 years from now?
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: I, I mean, I think you're right. I, I think that's that's definitely, you know, that, that makes sense to me, that, that his revenge play is for Barry to go change the past and end up creating a world that's horrible and at the same time destroying the world that, that, you know, where he's got these relationships, these friends and and everything else.
0: Maybe it's something along the lines of if Barry goes back in time to that same night, there's going to be future Barry and present Barry and past Barry, who's the kid, all at the same spot at the same time. And maybe that will cause some sort of weirdness to the point where H.G. Wells can actually, you know, kill Barry.
1: Interesting. All right, I'm, I'm thinking more about this. So we know that Wells did not go back. Ugh, I hate calling him Wells because that's not what he's called. I
0: know, called. I know. Yeah, let's call him... It's we, What we want to settle on?
1: It's e- I'd rather call him Thawne because of Eddie we can't call him that. So it's just Eobard. Uh, Eobard went back in time for the sole purpose of carry, killing Barry Allen. That didn't work. So instead, that in fact, that Barry Allen was saved by Barry from twi- from ten years from now,
0: future future Barry
1: from future Barry. Okay, so so young Barry go- goes and gets himself saved from future Barry. Wells then kills Barry's mom as kind of an insurance to make sure that another Flash, the Flash that he creates, will then come back. To that moment in time to face him again. Maybe that's what he's after, man. Maybe what he's actually after is to get this Barry Allen to go back to that moment so that that Wells, after killing his mom, will be ready to kill that Barry. Because Did, he couldn't kill him when he was. He didn't. He was a- unable to kill future Barry, but maybe he can now kill new present Barry.
0: Be, yeah, yeah. You, you so follow me kill- there? He can kill present Barry because he couldn't kill past Barry.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take this young Barry Allen that I was going to kill. I couldn't kill him, but now I'm going to create a scenario, a trap. I'm going to leave a trap for him, and his mom, his dead mom, is the bait. I'm In time. You understand what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I see. Yeah. So maybe that's it. Interesting. So he's killing his mom was the insurance policy to make present Barry go back into the past to fight Eobard. Yes. Because Eobard was a- unable to kill Past new, Barry.
1: Well, yes, that's right. He he was defeated by future Barry and he was unable to kill past Barry. And so he's going to create a new present Barry <laughs> for all intents and purposes, who he's going to come, who's going to come back to this moment and then he's going to kill him. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Very interesting.
1: That that's, that, that's my theory. Now that's that I not going to be <laughs> Tom
0: Cavanaugh, Eobar. That's going to be,
1: um, unless it is, unless it's Tom Cavanaugh who then goes Unless it's Tom Kavanaugh, unless it's him from another timeline—not another timeline, but another point in the timeline—I don't know. It's you know, it's it's difficult to speculate because, of course, you know. Have you seen the trailer for next week?
0: My freaking DVR always cuts off the last couple seconds of like the last bit that I saw. Dude, we live in the age of the internet. Why are you even DVRing anything? Because I like to watch stuff on my TV.
1: Uh, there's a Hulu application
0: that you can get for your Xbox. Yeah, I already have cable internet. Uh, I already have cable TV. I'm not going to pay for Hulu to watch stuff I already can watch.
1: You don't have to pay for Hulu to watch. Oh, I guess maybe for the app. To you t- to
0: get the app, you have to have Hulu Plus.
1: All right. Well, I've I've got the series through Amazon, so I'm able to watch it through Amazon Prime. But one way or the other, uh, yeah. No, man. The 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 trailer is also available on uh I, on YouTube and whatnot.
0: I want to see the the extended. There's a there's a two minute extended when they came out with today that I haven't seen. Oh, um, I haven't seen that either. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that came out. I might be I've seen
1: moments I, of it. I've seen Wells in the particle accelerator telling Barry that he hates him.
0: Oh, I didn't see that.
1: now that, That's going to be powerful. That exchange that they have. I'm, I'm so good. I'm very much looking forward to that. And I think that's also going to be telling.
0: I mean, I, I got to see the, the full two minute thing, but it looks like at some point, you know, Barry does go back in time, obviously, because he's embracing his mom. Uh, in, in that, in that trailer. Right. Uh, and I want to say there might be a couple different times that he actually goes, that he time travels in this next episode.
1: Okay. You think he's going to do it multiple times?
0: Like maybe he'll use the, the treadmill and then maybe at some point he'll be like, you know, fighting. See, this is what I want to see. I want to see Wells and Barry fighting in the particle accelerator channel, like the big giant cavernous circle that's underground. Like I want to see them run around that and fight.
1: Yeah, and that and that could happen. I mean, there there's um if if like for example, if, if Eabard breaks out of his prison and then goes after Barry as Barry is running to the future past, then they fight in a similar capacity that past Eobard fought future Barry to kick off this series. Yeah. Um, and and there'd be kind of a nice little bookend there. That that would be kind of cool. Um, I don't think so though. I really do. I think that um I think that Barry's gonna be able to break the time barrier and he's gonna to get to that point. Uh and uh and yeah, and it's gonna be a, a big powerful decision because he will all you know, in in effect, erase the current timeline, erase everything that we've seen this season. Yeah. So we'll see uh we'll see where that goes.
0: Which is gonna take away everything that he loved.
1: All right, so so as we as we go into next episode. Your prediction is that or Eobard's endgame is that um, he wants Barry to create a world in which everything is terrible for him, and mine is that Barry will get back there and Eobard will have used this as a trap to uh, try to attack him in the past.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, it could be a little bit of both, right? Could like be both. I, I, could be both. I'm thinking that his endgame overall is to... Uh, convince Barry that he can go back in time and save his mom, that everything's going to be peachy keen after that, but in reality, what's going to happen is, is when he goes back to the present, uh, everything's going to be different, and all the stuff that he had cared about and loved before was going to be gone.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's like, that. then he's got to make the choice. It's like, do I let my mom die, or do I, you know, keep my friends, my family, my job, all this stuff that I love? Like, how do, how do I weigh the life of my mother against, you know, all of this stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, And and is letting her die the same as killing her?
0: True, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is a super interesting thing. Like, I, I, I can't wait to see what they do with this. I,
1: dude, the great thing is we don't have to wait too much longer. It's just a couple more days, and uh, and we'll be there.
0: Newsflash. So we
1: got to talk about Legends of Tomorrow.
0: Can we talk about it tomorrow? Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: what about the Legends of Day After Tomorrow?
0: The Legends of the Day After Tomorrow that, is that like. Yeah, let's not talk about that.
1: Jake Gyllenhaal's father plays Rick Flagg, who comes back into an ice age, a third ice age in which America has um, frozen half of it because of Captain Cold, because of reasons. <laughs> Legends of the Day After Tomorrow, coming, <laughs> coming to theaters the day after never. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, the, the le- Legends of Tomorrow, man. So we, we've actually already talked a little bit about this over on our uh, other podcast panel to screen. And so if you haven't listened to that, definitely do so. In in kind of a a summary slash kind of catch up with what we our opinions were at the time, I I am very skeptical skeptical about this series. A lot of what we've heard dealing with kind of time travel and this idea that Rick Flag is trying to prevent uh, these awful events in the future by gathering up heroes and villains and kind of almost like a secret war. Rick Flag
0: is it? Did I say Rick Flag? Yeah, you've been saying Rick Flag.
1: Who am I thinking of? Um, You're thinking of
0: the the uh, guy from Suicide Squad
1: no but who am i thinking of from legends of tomorrow
0: um uh the booster gold not booster gold the other guy
1: uh yeah sorry my bad man rip hunter of course rip hunter the one who is actually doing all of these uh uh this maniacal not maniacal we don't know what his goal is we know that there's something in the future that's very terrible and he wants to prevent it by gathering up all these heroes and villains from uh the flash era universe and um doing secret wars like things so that's the premise and it really frustrates me a little bit maybe not frustrates me but makes me concerned because i don't like the idea of taking away characters from flash and i don't like the idea of taking away time and time travel as a story element away from flash because that's the flash's universe like that's that's yeah. the place where we're you know that's our playground right now over on the flash and so if they go over here and do this other thing you know then you run the risk of creating kind of unique New rules, maybe on this series, you can have multiple timelines, but on the Flash, they've kind of established theoretically anyway that you can't. And I, I don't know. I'm worried that that's going to take a lot of specialness away from Flash.
0: You know, maybe that maybe it's a different method of time travel. You know, maybe it's something like Barry using the Speed Force, the way he time travels. It's like a super highway, and you know things morph. There's only one timeline. Maybe Rip Hunter. I think we talked about this on panel the screen. It's kind of like more of a dimensional kind of thing, where like he travels time via dimensional jumping, where he's jumping to a dimension that's exactly the same as ours, except for it's in the past. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe something like that. I don't I don't know. Here's the deal, though. I don't necessarily have a problem with the characters. Because uh, I, I don't think they're leaving The Flash and going to Legends of Tomorrow. How many episodes was Wentworth Miller in The Flash as Captain Cold? Like six? More than any other rogue. Right, right, right. But still, there's 23 episodes of the season. He wasn't in...
1: No, but if he gets taken out of the timeline, then theoretically, he's off doing that.
0: Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. And so if like, they if put him back, he's off time traveling. He's there's no way he's going to be well
1: exactly. Flash. And so, if in if the argument is like, well, you know, that all takes place in a pocket universe, so he'll be returned to the exact moment in time. Well, you know, then he better act differently because he's experienced all these things, or what well, everything he's experienced doesn't matter because he's forgotten them all, which means the entire series doesn't matter. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of pieces of this and maybe it's just a lot of unknowns that we don't know about yet but
0: um i'm I'm just i I, think it's too early to be not too early to be skeptical my friend yeah i I think it is yeah but before we see a synopsis of what's going on and uh like how it's going to interact with flash and arrow i don't know if it's justifiable to be really skeptical about the show i i have concerns sure and that and that's fine to have concerns but i don't I mean, I have concerns. I have concerns about every show.
1: Any time that you do a spinoff, it can it can bring more to a, a universe or take things away. And this is kind of the the what we kind of talked about over a panel to screen. And and you know when they introduced the Flash in the Arrow universe, that added something to the universe. It added you know metahumans and superpowers, and it kind of upped the ante. It it um, took things from vigilante to heroics, and so it was a it was a big it's a big plus to the universe overall. This seems like it's just, it's possible to like suck a lot of energy out of things that are going on. And I, um, yeah, I mean, it's good. I, I'm glad that you, you've got more of a, a, you know, high hopes for this thing. I'm just, I'm very skeptical. I mean, I, I love all the characters and all the actors and everybody else that they've gotten in, and in, uh, that's going into it. I think, you know, given that we know, um, you know, some of the characters that are going to be involved, like the Adam and Sarah uh, Lance from, from, you know, who's now dead over on Arrow, You know, the idea is that these are all different characters from different points in the timeline. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, you know, I I do think it's going to end up probably being something like a Secret Wars taking place outside of time or taking place outside of the universe, even though it's connected to the universe. Mm -hmm. Um, I I just, yeah, I just just don't know how that's going to work. Plus, I'm concerned that people are going to get confused. If you've got Captain Cold, you know, being a hero on one show and a villain on the other show, is that not going to be confusing to your general audiences?
0: Well, I don't think he's going to be a villain.
1: Uh, he's going to be a villain on Flash?
0: No, I'm sorry. I don't think he's
1: going to be a hero. He's going to be working with the heroes? Look, I'm confused. <laughs> I've been coming in and out of uh of Arrow season 3 and I'm like crazy confused. I thought Malcolm was the bad guy and like they constantly use him, <laughs> you know, throughout season 3 as if he's just on the team.
0: They don't like it, but I I watched the first 15 minutes of the Arrow season finale cuz I wanted to see the Flash in it. Yeah. And I had no idea what was going
1: on, <laughs> and that's the thing. And we're like you know, I mean, granted, we haven't been watching Arrow religiously because we've been starting from the beginning, but but still, I mean, you got to imagine your general audience is going to be kind of tuning in and crazy confused from that standpoint.
0: Well, bottom line for me is I'm an unabashed optimist, so I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt until I can see some concrete evidence that that, that worries me. I'm going to say Legends of Tomorrow is a go.
1: Well, it's definitely a go. And I mean, who knows? I mean, I guess maybe my mindset should be more of like, who cares? Just have fun. It's a bunch of heroes and villains and it's just going to be a big spectacle. Just sit back, eat your popcorn and enjoy it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's kind of my take on it is I don't you know, I'm going to have fun regardless. No, unless I don't have fun, which for Gotham, at least some episodes were not fun. You
1: think I mean, I wasn't even going to compare this to Gotham. I'm not I'm not comparing it to Gotham. But why I'm not? Why not pull why not pull characters from Gotham? I mean, I know that it's the same creators for all three shows, but I mean, you know, is that what that uh, that show could theoretically be Is now we're going to also have like Supergirl pop up in it and No, Bruce see,
0: I, Wayne. I, I don't think there's any Supergirl thing. I, I, Supergirl's not connected to this universe at all.
1: No, but I, if <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is wouldn't Legends of Tomorrow technically not be connected to this universe either? If it's gonna take place in its own little pocket universe?
0: But I don't know. I don't we don't know if it is or not.
1: Yeah. All right, you're right. Stop stop the speculation, Bo. Just sit back, eat your popcorn, and enjoy it.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right. Your thoughts, your, your comments. comments, listener, listener feedback. feedback.
1: Feedback on Twitter. This is great. Um, Kevin T. Tom actually uh, tweeted me and said, uh, people are talking about Flashpoint, but having pre-Flash Barry, future Barry and present Barry sounds a lot like Convergence, uh, which I thought was a great observation.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Yeah. And actually, I, I feel like as we get to the big moment at the end of this season and kind of leading into next season, it'll probably be a combination of moments from Convergence, Flashpoint and then also Rebirth. Uh, yeah. So I think I think you're going to actually see a unique um, combining of a lot of different Flash plot lines and flot, a lot of different Flash stories into the season finale. We also got uh, William Marchbanks, who writes in, says, uh, love the podcast. Thanks, guys, for all the hard work that you do. Um, I enjoy learning so much about the Flash from you guys. And it helps me follow the show, especially when you guys give us the history of the characters. Tell Bell he did a spot on voice of Grodd in last week's episode of The Flash. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. No, was, it was good, man. You've uh, you've got the talents.
0: I do. And for the well, we had up to five CW executives listening earlier. Now we just have one. So for you CW executive listening to us right now, I'm available.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'm cheap. I, extremely.
0: Yeah. Well so 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 Costas in the chat said something here uh, they were writing uh well since legends of tomorrow shall be introduced uh during the last minute of flash season finale I think it's in the same universe I hadn't heard that so I, I didn't know they're gonna introduce legends of tomorrow in, I did not hear that as well in flash that 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 that's actually really neat is that uh that would be really interesting so that that kind of makes me think more about flashpoint honestly
1: i i I need to see some more information about that my i, I yeah
0: yeah, if but, we get but, that verified, that'd be awesome.
1: But let me, but I mean, I know that it's going to use this universe as a jumping-off point. I just, I don't know, I don't. It's not going to take place in in the same capacity that you know Arrow and if Flash run. If says it's
0: true, it's true, and B just said it's true.
1: Well, but this is what I'm trying to say though. Regardless of whether or not it's true, even though they're using this this universe as a basis for where these characters are coming from given that it's taking place outside of time, it's not going to exist congruently with the series. Yeah, Arrow and Flash run parallel in terms of what's going on with in, in each series. This will not.
0: Okay. Well, we'll see what
1: happens. Yeah. We'll definitely see what happens. Uh has also asked about uh
0: about Supergirl. Did you see the Supergirl trailer, Bell? I did. I did. Uh the little 6-minute little trailer that they had or whatever oh, it was. Oh, so
1: good, man. Yeah, it's a whole like uh, uh promo or, or I mean it was more than just the trailer it felt felt like
0: yeah I tell you what though the beginning of it I was kind of like oh come on really because th- th- they were focusing like too hard on the and I and I hope the show doesn't go this direction where it's like they spend you know half the episode is her dealing with the fact she wants to be a superhero and you know the, the awkwardness of not being able to show that I want to see Supergirl would just kicked butt, you know. Yeah,
1: they paid it off though. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. The first like maybe minute, minute and a half of the series, it felt a li- or of the um of the preview, it felt a little bit like that first Green Lantern trailer, mm-hmm. where it was kind of like you know. Hal Jordan is a rocket shot pilot, and he's having the <laughs> best day ever. You know, and some, some kind of Kara like zor is is uh, on Earth, and she's trying to have it all, getting her coffee for her boss and walking around and talking about all of her great friends and la da But then they yeah. pay it off big time because then it's like, you know, planes going down, she's up in the air, she's kicking butt. It's it's going to be amazing.
0: Yeah, I, I, I yeah I, I think it's going to be cool. I'm excited about it. Uh, it looks to be pretty neat. It's going to be interesting how they do the special effects just because like those kind of things, you know, flying is one of those things. It's kind of, you know, you either CG it or, you know, you do your your Superman original where you're just kind of sitting there behind a green screen and <laughs> <That looks laughs> putting good. your arms forward.
1: And no, yeah, that, it, it looked
0: really good. Like all the special effects sequences that I saw on that little two minute trailer looked good. So I, I'm excited about this, man. I think it's going to be a good show. When
1: she's running through the uh, the alleyway and trying to take off for the first time, made me think a lot of uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man.
0: I thought for a minute about Angley's Hulk. Really? Just because of that thing where like the Hulk's just running. And he's running really fast and like he puts a foot down really hard. Oh, and, like, right. Yeah. I forgot and then about like, that. He, ju- and he just jumps. And I was like. Oh, that's cool. And like that's what I was thinking there. She's just gonna like jump and they'd be like, I have to fall down now. And then she'll just start flying, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: no, that's good. Uh Greenclaw in the chat asks, how was Cisco not affected by Eobard's
0: wheelchair? Interesting. See, I don't think Eobard's wheelchair was necessarily for some reason I want to say that it was some sort of like absorption mechanism, that it's like absorbing errant speed force that Wells can maybe tap into. So since Cisco's not giving off speed force and he doesn't know how to tap into that power source, right? I'm thinking that you know anybody could sit because 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 like how crazy would that be if somebody you know wells is using the bathroom and somebody's like oh I'm gonna play a trick on wells and hop in his you know chair and then all of a sudden they have superpowers right <laughs> you know that would kind of like you know give up your your uh your secret there really easily so I'm thinking that it's something to do with if it's if it's collecting energy it's collecting speed force energy and it so it's only going to affect Barry. And Wells has some sort of mechanism or method by which he can transfer that energy into himself.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably something unique to his physiology. I mean, I think that he is a speedster. It's just it's different. So he has to he has to steal Barry's speed speed force in order to make his, you know, his body work. Yeah. So that would be my guess.
0: So uh, Meredith was saying that uh, I want her and by her, I'm assuming she's saying uh, Supergirl to be palling around with Zillia Socks and Guy Gardner. I think if they if they put Zillia Socks on TV, that would be the greatest thing ever. He's just like a giant head with a with a hand. butt. what have Zillia Sox, Socks? You know who Zillia Socks is? No, he uh, he's a he's a red. No. Yeah, he's a red lantern. But uh, there's a green lantern. Oh. Right.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. He's just
0: like a big head. He's got little tiny arms. Right. And he's right, got right. a little hand butt. <laughs> he's got three legs and like a little hand butt. Okay. Well,
1: there you go. That would be, uh, that'd be, that'd be
0: interesting. I want to see that on TV. That'd be awesome.
1: They're going to go with uh, red, red Lanterns, though. I think, I think you had to go with Rage Cat. Rage Kitty. But yeah, man, so uh, good stuff. Good stuff from you guys. Thank you all so much for uh, for tuning in and all the feedback. And hey, of course, we want to encourage you, head on to iTunes, write us a review. We love getting that kind of feedback from you guys. And every single time we get 10 uh, iTunes reviews, we do give away a free digital comic. So, uh,
0: and Secret Wars just came out, so that's something you can pick up digitally.
1: That's true. That's true. So, uh, so head over there, do that, and uh, yeah, don't forget that next week we will be talking about the season finale. But the week after that, we will actually have a live call-in show. So, you want to go ahead and mark your calendars uh, for that particular Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, or is it just Central Time? Somebody was correcting me on that the other day. Maybe it's just Central. Well, so
0: right now it's Central Daylight Time.
1: Okay, so Central Daylight Time, uh, eight o'clock. P.M. Be there, mixler.com slash Have a Skype account ready to go, and uh, and we will add you to the show. Should be a God, lot of we fun. We're
0: super excited to hear what you guys thought about the season as a whole, about the season finale episode, anything you guys want to talk about.
1: Yeah, plus probably a lot of speculation for season two. Uh, oh, so yeah. we'll be looking forward to that. Be sure too, to follow us uh, during the week at Flash TV Talk, but also our personal accounts is the best way to uh, kind of engage with us when it's not an episode. So you can follow me at The Real Bo York. You can follow Bell at Ring That Bell.
0: And if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com.
1: And for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash flash TV talk.
0: And also, if you like this show, check out our parent show panel on the screen where this week we're going to talk about female superheroes.
1: Yeah, we were going to, um, uh, you know, with uh, just kind of the, the discussion the last couple of weeks, we, uh, you know, we wanted to kind of add our voices to it, maybe even have a little bit of a debate. And we thought, who better qualified to talk about uh, the, the, um, the state of gender roles within the female superhero community than two white guys from america uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, seriously though tune in we should uh, hopefully have a, a, a good discussion so uh so head over to panel to screen for that we want to give special thanks to charlie bach for providing our outro music and also want to give special thanks to all of you for tuning in
0: and that just about does it for this week so for more flashtastic awesomeness tune in next week to flash tv talk
1: flashtastic outro copyright matt sc
0: member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit Pottery.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime.